0: When Jesus began his ministry, he started right where John the Baptist left off, saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's a pretty risky strategy for a number of reasons. For starters, it's what got John arrested. John had been preaching about the coming of God's kingdom God's reign which is to say the displacement of the powers of the world by God's power and that message didn't sit too well with those people in authority so they threw him in jail we're told by Matthew that when Jesus heard that John had been arrested he was smart enough to leave Judea and go north where he was from back to Galilee but Matthew makes it clear to us That even though he might have withdrawn in response to that arrest, he didn't change his message one bit. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. How long would it be until Jesus ran afoul of those authorities and found himself in the same sort of trouble that found John? I also think it's a pretty risky strategy because John had been so successful with his message John had lots of followers, his own disciples. Thousands of people had left their homes in the cities and villages of Judea to go hear John proclaim the message of repentance. If Jesus was simply copying the most famous preacher of his day, how would he find something to give the crowd that was more important, even better than what they'd already heard before? But the most substantial reason I find Jesus' choice To follow John's pattern so risky is because at least in John's case it hadn't seemed to work repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand the baptizer had proclaimed the kingdom of heaven the reign of God the the way God intends the world to be the way the world is when God is in charge John had told the people that the world would be like that any day now, and yet despite assuring them that God's ways were coming soon, all it got John was a quick trip to jail. And as we read later in Matthew's gospel account, the separation of his head from his shoulders at the edge of an executioner's sword. What sort of reign of God is that? If the reign of God is coming, why were the corrupt and self-seeking powers of this world able to snuff out that light that had been John? And why would we expect Jesus to have any different result? When Jesus preaches to us that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, he's asking us to believe that the power of God is coming into the world even now. He's asking us to trust that even though it seems like the powers of the world are gaining in strength, that what's really happening is that God's power is preparing to break forth in a full and complete way. It's a message that requires us to see what the world does not show us. And that message is risky. It is risky business to say that the powers of this world are being pushed aside by the power of God's reign. Because when you start to say that, the powers of this world come down with full force upon your head, refusing to let go of their grip on control. And when that happens, when God's prophets and preachers are arrested and even executed, It's pretty hard to see that still, God's power is right around the corner. God's reign is coming even now. And yet that's exactly what Jesus and John before him would have us believe with all our hearts and minds and souls and strength. What is that kingdom of heaven? What does the reign of God look like? It is love and peace And justice and mercy it is everyone who is sick being cured of every disease it's the poor having good news brought to them and the prisoners set free it's the mournful receiving their consolation and those who sit in darkness beholding a great light the kingdom of heaven is tax collectors being called into God's service and sinners being invited to dine at the table of the rabbi. It is forgiveness and restoration and hope and everlasting life. The kingdom of heaven is everything we see unfolding in the life and ministry of Jesus. It's what John the Baptist told us to get ready for. It's what we see coming to fruition in the death and resurrection of Jesus, God's great defeat of the powers of sin and death. The question for us isn't what it is. It's what we're going to do now that that reign has drawn near to us. What will our response be to Jesus' message that that rain, that way of life has come near? There are lots of people in this world that don't need God's reign to come because they like their lives just the way they are. Thank you very much. And so when that message comes that God's kingdom is here, what do they do but shrug their shoulders and say, why would I care about that? I like my life just the way it is. There are other people who have sat in the prison of darkness so long that they've forgotten how to believe that things could be any different, that they can't even summon the strength to hope that God might bring a change. And so they, too, shrug their shoulders and say, Prophets like you have been preaching that for a long time. Why would it be any different today? Why should I get my hopes up this time? But to those who are desperate for the new life that God's reign will bring and who find the strength to believe that that change is possible in God, they are the ones who hear the message of the nearness of God's reign and say, yes, Lord, I believe, I see it. God's reign is here and I want to be a part of it. That that is repentance. When Jesus says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near, that's what he has in mind, that God's people would see God's way for the world coming to us and recognize that it is better than any way we have ever known, so good that we would turn our lives around and embrace it. And the people who follow Jesus are the people who walk that path into God's reign. But before we take our first step on that path, Maybe we should remember the lesson that the namesake of our congregation teaches us, St. Paul, who shows us what happens if we forget who it is we are called to follow. Paul, whose name was Saul before he was converted, was convinced, every fiber of his being was convinced that he was doing right, that he was doing what God wanted him to do. And what did that look like? He hunted down the followers of Jesus And he threw them into prison. He tried to get them to blaspheme, and he voted for their execution. That's what happens when we allow ourselves to believe that the world should be the way we think it should be, instead of the way God is drawing us to embrace. Like Saul, like Paul, we are human beings. We're flawed. We can't quite escape that self-interest that lives inside of all of us, which means that if it was left to you and me to decide what the world would look like, eventually we'll mess it up. And that if you give us enough time and enough space and enough power, we'll mess it up as fully and as violently as Saul did. Our job isn't to bring the reign of God to the earth. That's God's job. Our God is to see that rain coming, to be faithful to that way of life, to pursue it with our whole strength and might, and to seek God's help that God might help us make that rain the reality in our lives and in our relationships. We can't make the reign of God come by making a really long to-do list of all the good things that need to happen in the world and then crossing them off once at a time. We can't make the reign of God come at all. And that is good news for us to hear because Jesus didn't tell us to make God's reign come. He told us to follow him into the reign that God has already brought to the earth. When Jesus walked along the Sea of Galilee and he saw Simon, Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting their net into the sea, he looked at them and said, follow me and I will make you fish for people. Later on the road, when he saw James and John mending their nets beside their father Zebedee, he said, come and follow me. And like Andrew and Peter, they dropped what they were doing and went with Jesus. Why? Because Jesus had given them a glimpse of the reign of God come near and had invited them to follow him into it. That's who we are. That's our identity as the people of God. We are not just a church that seeks to do good things in our community. That's nice, but it's not enough for what God has in store for us. Instead, We are the people of God who have seen God's reign come to the earth and who believe that by following Jesus, God will make us vessels for the completion of God's reign. And the only way we will ever live up to that potential is with God's help. And we know because we have seen that when God is working in and through the people of St. Paul's, the world begins to look a lot more like the world that God has in store for us. And for that, we say thanks be to God. Amen.